I'll play. I'll tell the story of how the guy gave me the money for my EP. And then I will play a song from the EP, the one that made him cry. And then I will say, hey, I'd love to give this um, this EP to you for free. Just pull out your cell phone, you know, and, and text this to me and I will give you my whole album for free. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Brie Noble. Brie is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Brie's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Brie is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, this is Brie Noble. Thanks for listening to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast today, where we help you learn how to make great music, how to connect with your audience, and how to grow your business. And this episode is all about a really cool tool that you can use to grow your business and grow your audience. So in the spirit of this tool, because I'm not going to talk about it yet, I'm going to talk about it with my guest, I am going to ask you to send a text to the phone number 678-506-7543. That's 678-506-7543. And in that text, I want you to type F-E-M, like female entrepreneur musician, but just type the letters F-E-M. So you're probably wondering, why am I telling you to do that? Well, that's gonna all become apparent in the episode, but if you do that, you are gonna get a very special gift. So um, try that out. See how it works and keep listening to the episode and you'll see what we're talking about and why I told you to do that and how this can help you connect with your fans. I am talking today with Carrie Keevy. She's actually a listener of this show who contacted me because this was something she started using in her music business and she was so excited about it that she wanted to tell all you guys about it. And I had already been thinking of doing an episode about this subject uh, a lot of people are talking about it right now in my circle. And so I was ready to do one. And then she contacted me and I'm like, oh, this is so much better. I can interview somebody who's actually doing it in their music business. So before we get to that, I want to go ahead and give away our free month of the Female Musician Academy that I always give away on the first week of the month, every month to somebody who gave us a review on iTunes. And I chose one at random, and this one is a very lovely review from somebody who's been an artist on Women of Substance. This review is from the iTunes name Sonic Boom 11, and it says, Girl Power at its best. It says, I first met Brie when she played my music on Women of Substance. As in most businesses, the music industry has tended to be a man's world, and it's really great to see that Brie has created an all-women's niche like this. I love to hear that she's continuing to support women through podcasts and festivals. Thanks so much for that review. Now, Sonic Boom 11, please contact me at Brie at femusician.com. That's F as in female, E as in entrepreneur, musician.com. Contact me and I'll get you hooked up with your free month of the Female Musician Academy. And if you would like to win a free month, please go to iTunes. Make sure you find us in the iTunes store and search for us there, Female Entrepreneur Musician, and then go to the second tab once you've clicked on our little cover art there. Go to the second tab that says, uh, says Ratings and Reviews, 
and just go ahead and leave a written rating and make sure to leave your name or something so I can identify you on the show in case you win. And now to my interview with fan of this show and artist, Carrie Keevy. Here's a little info about her. Carrie Keevy is a singer-songwriter from Minneapolis, Minnesota, who wears many hats as women often do. She's the mother of four sons, a wife, a marketing maiden who owns Groundwork Marketing, and loves helping small business owners and musicians market their dreams. She plays piano, ukulele, guitar, and has mad kazoo skills. She started writing and performing later in life at age 30 and just released her first EP, Distant Lands, in 2015. Here is my interview with Carrie Keevy. So that's a little bit about Carrie Keevy. Carrie, is there anything you want to tell us that's maybe not in your bio that's a little bit more personal about you? Hmm. Um, I did put a lot in my bio. Um, one of the maybe fun things I didn't put in there is that our family has a ferret, which we love very much. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) Do you have kids? I have four children. Yeah. Four boys. Wow. And they love the ferret. I assume. Oh, more than life itself. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, how did you get started in music? About 10 years ago, I was, um, I'm 40 now and I was 30 at that time. And I just started kind of dinking around with a guitar um, and started writing. And I was super shy. I wouldn't sing in front of anyone, but I started pushing myself to the place where I would get uh, comfortable singing in front of people. And I started getting really good feedback. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm like halfway decent at this. So um, so that's kind of, I started singing in church and leading worship in church. And then I uh, started performing in coffee shops and then have just kind of progressed from there. That's great. Do you consider yourself now a full-time musician, a part-time musician? If you're part-time, then, you know, do you supplement with like a full-time job or do you have other music-related things that you're doing on the side? Sure. I'm actually in the transition right now of leaving my career and um, and pursuing music um, more fully. So um, it's kind of a crazy transition time for me right now. But um, so I, I do work full time right now. And then so I would consider myself a, a part time musician until probably two weeks from now when I will be uh, jumping in head head first <laughs> into. Wow, that's awesome. So are you a little bit freaked out to be kind of going out there on your own and and, and doing music full time? I, I mean, I am freaked out. I'm positioning myself in such a way that I'm having a couple of different part time jobs. And you know what I mean? So I, I'm so just so I can have more flexibility and just listening, honestly, to your podcast. I listen to it every day It, it because I'm a little freaked out by the whole thing. But but just hearing like the stories of all these women that have done the same thing. And I'm like, I can do this. You know, I, I can I, I it just takes, uh, you know, it takes a risk. You have to take the risk and you have to jump out and you have to have more time to make music and create. And that's what I'm aiming for right now is just like, you know, having that time. So. That's so true because number one, if you have a full-time job, sometimes you get so comfortable that you never take that risk and then you never really go as far as you could. Yep. Yeah. And and it's hard to do that. It's hard to do that jumping off point. It is. And I'm just so done with it. I mean, when you, I'm commuting literally 150 miles a day and you know, when, and I love my job so much, but I, it's just time. It's, you know, when you find yourself not having time to write and not having time to do the things that you want to do, producing and making videos, there's so many things I want to do. I'm just not having the time to do it right now. So it's time for me to take the leap. And I thank you for providing such an awesome show that encourages women like us. So 
Oh, you are welcome. So just curious, since we've got a lot of people that are in a similar position as you, what have you decided are going to be your side kind of gigs to keep you you know money coming in during this time? And do you have them yet or are you still to pursue them? So I took on, in addition to my full-time job, I took on a part-time job um, for this crazy little, um, like it's like an escape room here in Minneapolis. And, um, so I'm working for them part-time doing some marketing work for them as well, but just also helping run the house. So I've been doing that for the last couple months just to kind of get my feet in. And then I, um, will be doing a, uh, another like part-time marketing job, um, probably 20 to 30 hours a week, which I'm interviewing for a couple of them actually next week. So, so th- those are kind of like, uh, the things that are just going to keep me stable and keep an income coming in, uh, so I can still pay my bills. And then I will just, I'm planning on doing some touring and, um, you know, I just released my first album, but I'm going to be working towards my next one. So, so those are the things that I'm kind of using to pay the bills (laughs) right now. Makes sense. Have you found that your marketing career has really helped you in marketing your own music or have you kind of had a hard time moving that kind of corporate style marketing into music marketing? Uh, no, I think it definitely helps. It helps a lot. And, um, and you know, in, in marketing, sending a newsletter or, you know, with my own website, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I'm a graphic designer too. So, so all those things help. I can make my own posters, make my own, you know, graphics for my website or whatever. Um, so that has definitely come in handy for sure. Oh yeah. That really helps. That's saving you a lot of money there doing it yourself. That's great. So when you started, you know, if you think back to when you started and you were, you were in coffee houses and you were just kind of building up your chops and stuff, is there anything, any time that you felt like this is, I can't do this. I'm hitting a wall. I'm not making any progress. And then how did you push through that to get where you are today, where you're just doing that jumping off thing and going into music full time? Cause I think that's really encouraging to some of our listeners. Sure. Okay. So when I first started, you know, I think there was a period of time when I didn't even know if I was any good, you know, and then, and when I, and, and so I was just doing it because it was something fun to do. And I had, I have four kids. My kids are older now. Um, they go from 12 to 20. Um, so, but at that time, 10 years ago, you know, having a career in music wasn't even something I could even think about because I didn't want to neglect my kids. And, you know, I wanted to be a good mom. And so I felt like being a musician would be like, oh, I have to be on tour all the time and I wouldn't spend time with my children. You know, so I had this misconception of my brain about how that would look. And so um, I was like, oh, when my kids are grown, I'll do this, you know, and um, and some of my friends were like, OK, Carrie, what are you going to do? Be 60 when you do this? You know, and, I, and that really hit me. I was like, I guess that is kind of foolish, isn't it? Like, what a foolish way to think, you know. And so that kind of started me into this trajectory. And then so I was working part-time for a doctor. This was about five years ago. And I had been playing, you know, here and there. I mean, uh, playing, you know, maybe once a month or whatever for a few years. Um, and the, a client in the in the doctor's office uh, heard my, my stuff online. And I'd only met this guy a couple of times. And he asked, he emailed me and said, hey, I'd love to meet with you. I listen to your music and I would love to meet with you. So I met with him at a coffee shop. He basically said he listened to one of the songs that I, some song that I had online. It was really poorly recorded. And he said, I love your music. Your song made me cry three times. Every time I listened to it, um, I want to give you, and he just like literally handed me a check for thousands of dollars and said, uh, I went, Oh, wow. <laughs> he was like, I want to help you make your first album. And I was like, wow, you know, Oh my gosh. And he was just basically saying like, this is a gift. You don't ever have to pay me back. I just want your first album. The world needs to hear your music. And I was just like, Wow. Okay. So 
So it was like at that point when I really turned a corner and I was like, I guess I probably have to do this thing, you know? So now I have this money, you know, it's not, I had an excuse before of like, I don't have enough money to go in the studio. Now I did. So that was really what propelled me into so that I started recording my first EP, um, you know? And so it's more been like a backward shift where I was like, thought I couldn't do it and have progressively come into the point where I'm like, I think I can now. <laughs> so through a series of things that have happened to me, you know, and encouragement from other people. That's amazing. I mean, if you had stopped and just said, oh, I'm not that good or not that many people are coming to my shows or whatever, you know, when you first start, you would have never had that experience. If you had, hadn't been brave enough to put something online, even though it wasn't perfect. Yep. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was terrible, but like, so yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy, amazing journey. It's really kind of jumpstart, you know, like once you have a product, once I have an EP, I've seen some things really start rolling for me and, and I've, you know, gotten to play with some of the best songwriters here in Minneapolis, which I'm, you know, so thrilled to have formed friendships with them. And it's really been a fun experience. So I'm, I'm excited for the future and, uh, yeah, no looking back. That's great. Now, I noticed that you offer a free download. I'm assuming that you use some of the music from your EP that you recorded for that. How has that worked for you as far as getting uh, new people to know about your music and people on your email list? That's been a great resource, um, you know, and it, it's been a great resource. I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I just am at the point where I'm like, I'll give everything away for free. I don't care right now. I don't, I don't care to make money. I really need to build a fan base. And so, so I think the more that I give away for free right now is the, it's better for me marketing wise. Um, and I think that it, it's fun to be able to give things away to people too. I really enjoy that. So I definitely, it's, it's a great way to kind of hook people into your mailing list. I mean, honestly, so <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a really good mindset when you're starting out. I mean, you can't be stingy no. with your music because people don't know its value yet, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So what what platform do you use to give away your music? Um, when we, I host my website on uh, on a place called Bandzoogle, and mm-hmm. um, I know if you're familiar with that. I am. Mm-hmm. It's so basically they they have intertwined in their system um, a way for you to upload your music and you can create download codes that you can print out um, labels and stick them on the back of cards or whatever. So when you're at a show, you can literally give free downloads away and each code is only good for one a download. And you can also, you know, let people download it for free. You can set it to be like, oh, I'll give this to them for free for their email address in exchange or, or just give it for free without anything in exchange, you know? So there's different levels that you can set the downloads at, which is really helpful. So I really love having that enter like built into the system. It's kind of nice. That's great. The Bandoogle has that built in for sure. Do you also use something like noise trade? I, I am on noise trade. Yep. I have, I have my album on noise trade and a couple of other songs that, uh, my, former band produced. So noise trade is, is a great way to get some exposure. I also do, um, Django. I don't know if you've ever heard of Django. Um, Mm -hmm. that's been a great way. I've gotten fans from all over the world from that. And it's, it's, you know, it's a paid service, but I really have gotten a lot of feedback and a lot of fans from, from that site. So does Django have a way to get people on your mailing list? They, yeah, you can actually message the fans that become fans. Um, you can personally message them and, and, you know, start communicating with them and building a relationship with them, which has been really great. And so I usually, when someone becomes my fan, I'll just message them and offer them more free downloads or a free download and get them to come to my website. Um, and then that's the way that I would pull them into my mailing list then. That's, that's great. I didn't even know they had that ability. That's, 
That's a really so. How much is it for Django? It's like, like, like per is it per month? It, I think it's like thirty dollars a month, and basically you have your own channel. It's kind of like you know Pandora or whatever. Um, and then you know it shows you how many people played your song and how many people became your fan and you know all that stuff. So I'm probably getting. I would say, I mean, this is, might not be a lot for someone else, but for where I'm at, I'm getting, you know, probably two to three new fans a week from different places like Korea and Japan and the Philippines, like all these places. Um, so it's been really cool. Yeah, that's, that's great. I didn't even know that Avenue was available to connect with the fans through Django. So what kind of venues are you playing right now? Um, we have a lot of great clubs here in Minneapolis for original music. And I mean, we're very blessed to have just a ton of places to play. So, you know, I have some of my very favorite places. Um, they're just, they're fun little clubs that are kind of, you know, uh, basement clubs and just awesome vibe. It's, we have like, uh, you know, there, there, there's kind of, I guess you would call it middle of the road. It's kind of between coffee shop and, and playing the best clubs, you know, and that's kind of where a lot of us fall right now, but I'm, you know, pushing myself to to get to that next level of booking, um, into the nicer clubs, which is what my, my goal is. So that's a really good goal to have, but it's nice that you have those middle of the road. Yeah. Like, cause coffee shops, you know, people are just coming there to get coffee and maybe they'll hear some music, but yeah, it sounds like something like this is actually a music destination. Yeah. People go there to hear live music and they, some of them have built in, built in audiences, which is really nice. Uh, you know, that's been really nice. I mean, obviously you have to bring your own but how they set it up here, I don't know how they do it in your state, but or your your city. But basically, you know, you get you get the door, you know, whatever you bring in, you get the door, uh, and um, and so you can split that money or whatever. So the more people you bring in, the more money you make, kind of thing. Um, but they do also have some built-in audiences, which is also very nice, and you get to meet other musicians that are on the bill. So it's been a great way to network. Oh yeah, that's really important. And do you find that the people that go to these kind of venues are like merchandise buyers? Yeah, they could be. I don't have any merchandise right now other than, you know, so, so like, but I think I've seen, like I've played with some touring acts and I definitely have seen a lot of support from the audiences for touring acts, buying t-shirts and CDs and things like that. So, um, yeah, definitely consumers of that thing. I think people here in the twin Cities definitely like we have a very, uh, strong arts community and people really want to support the arts and, and it's, you know, kind of in the culture. So it's a great place. That's awesome. So I want to go into why I invited you on this show, because you have been a listener, as you said, and you emailed me and you said, I just really want to share this awesome, you know, new way that I've been getting people onto my email list. And it may be something that your listeners don't know about or don't know how to execute. And, you know, I knew about this, but I haven't delved into all the technology of it. And I haven't haven't set it up yet for myself. And I just think it's really great. So I'm going to ask you a few questions about how you are getting um, people onto your email list now at your concerts. And first of all, talk about like what you were trying to do before, you know, were you, were you just having a, a list on your table or were you, you know, asking people from the stage and what kind of success you had with that and then explain how you're doing it now. Sure. You know, I, I, I think what really prompted this was like, okay, I've spent the last 10 years. I, I consider the last 10 years of my whatever music career to be, uh, when I was building my chops, getting my 10,000 hours of mastery, you know? So, uh, I didn't feel like I was 
to the level that I wanted to be at yet to be pursuing these bigger goals. And, you know, I, I felt like I really had a lot of work to do and I've done, I've played as much as I can possibly play. And, you know, I've really, um, honed my skills and craft and, and I feel like I'm ready to go to the next level. So, um, so I figured, okay, that was the stage of building my chops. And now I'm at the stage where I really need to focus on building a fan base. And that's where I'm at right now. So, so what would, what would happen to me in the past? And it's so silly, but I would literally print out a, a mailing list to bring to a show. I'd bring the pen. I would set the the list at the back of the room or where or front of the room or wherever. And I would talk to myself and say, okay, after X song, I'm going to invite people to go sign up for my mail, mailing list. And I would do this like at every show. I would get to the show and I would know I was supposed to say that, but I would chicken out every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, Oh, I know I'm supposed to do this, but I, I, I hated asking people to do that because it just felt so salesy to me. I don't know why. Which is so interesting since you worked in marketing. I know. Isn't it weird? I just have, it's very ironic. It feels like so bold. And so like, I don't know, so narcissistic. So, so I just go, oh, I would get mad at myself every time I would go home from a show. Like, Oh, you just missed all these opportunities to get these great people on your mailing list. And, you know, so I did that for like two years, literally. And then to the point where I just finally stopped printing the mailing list. Cause I was like, you suck. <laughs> you're not, you're not ever going to be able to do this. So, um, you have to think of something else. Like I was like, I knew I needed something different, you know, that would make me propel, it would propel me into doing this. So, so I, you know, being in marketing, I had, I, you know, I do research and, and find different, you know, fun things that come up and to help businesses. And so I had come, I had stumbled across this keyword thing and I, I thought, you know, how could I translate that into, you know, what I do on stage? And it's good. There's gotta be a way to translate that. I, you know, I, I, it's mostly for businesses like, you know, but, but I can probably figure out a way to do this. So I, I brainstormed for a long time about how that might look and how I could probably integrate that into my stage, into my stage act. And so so basically, um, so this, the system is, you know, you subscribe to a service, you can pick any keyword that you want. It usually comes free with the service. You pick any keyword, so you can make up anything like yours could be, um, Brie Noble or, you know, asparagus. It doesn't matter what the key, <laughs> um, it might want to be something that people know how to spell asparagus. Probably a good idea. <laughs> how do you spell asparagus? So basically when you're on stage, you can say, uh, Hey, I'd love to do whatever it was, give you free downloads or do whatever. And they, they can text this keyword to the number that you give them that's given to you by the company. So, so that's what I, I have had figured out how to do. So, um, is, is to announce this on stage, have people pick up their cell phones and text this keyword to, to my number. And then it would get me, uh, their phone number and then possibly their email address. So, that's what I've been doing. Wow. And what kind of experience have you had with that? Are people responsive? It is, it has been so amazing because, um, because like people are actually really excited to do it because they think it's really weird and cool, you know? <laughs> um, and so I, I had people say to me, Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. This was just like, even if I didn't get something free, this is just a cool idea. Like, so the audience was saying things like that to me the last show I did. And and so, it, and you can have fun with it. You can, you know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put a little bit of pressure on people. And so I usually set it up. So I'm like, I'll play, I'll tell the story of how the guy gave me the money for my EP. And then I will play a song from the EP, the one that made him cry. 
And then I will say, Hey, I'd love to give this, um, this EP to you for free. Just pull out your cell phone, you know, and, and text this to me and I will give you uh, my whole album for free. And so they, so there's an emotional engagement that happens with them. They're excited about it. They've just heard this sappy story. They, you know, and people generally like that song. I don't particularly like that song anymore, but they do. And, (laughs) and so, so, you know, it's, it creates like this, this moment. And then I'll put a little bit of pressure on them. I'll just kind of wait and ask them to hold up their phone. And it has, it has had really, really good results. Yeah. That's really smart to set it up that way by telling that story by singing that song and then saying, I want to give you this for free. Like you've gotten them emotionally involved in the song. Yep. And it's just like one more little step for them to do this. You know, it just really is a great setup. And then they don't feel like I'm being salesy. I don't feel like I'm being salesy. They don't feel like I'm being salesy. They're like, well, that's so nice of her, you know? And, and I feel like I'm being generous, which helps me tremendously into not feeling like I'm some kind of creepy, you know, toupee wearing car salesman. So, so that's been a great way. I'm not afraid to do it. I, I, you know, really confident about it and it's actually really fun and people, you know, so we'll spend a good few minutes on while I'm on the stage, helping them to remember, you know, what they're going, what text it to what, what, how do you spell that? You know, that kind of thing. And so you're interacting with the audience and, and then after the show, if some of them weren't successful, I can walk <clears> down <throat> and, and help them text it. Or, you know, if they're, if they didn't want to do that, I can get their email address. Then I've done that, go around and, you know, make friends with people and, grab their email address then instead. So what now do you say like, what if they don't have their phone? Do you say like, you know, Oh, if you don't have your phone with you, you know, you can always come and and, um, put your email address down at the merch table or something. Yeah. So I'll usually just walk around to the people afterwards and, you know, and shake hands with people. And then I'll, I'll just take their email address and I'll send them the the download. Um, and then it's nice, a nice way to get a personal email from me and, you know, I'll add them to my mailing list at that time. So, so when you do this whole system, the way, the way it's worked best for me is that the, the, the texting service allows you to, uh, send a response text. So, so when someone texts me that initial text, I can send a customized response to them but that then that that um, response has a link which links back to a customized web page that I've created on my own site. And then that's where they can get all the downloads. And so I've made that page really fun. Like I have some really stupid pictures of myself saying, Hey, you know, there's free downloads here and and I'm making goofy faces. And so they can download all the songs from that page. They can also see my upcoming shows from that page. They can like me on Facebook from there. I have a video embedded in there. So, um, so, but once they text me, I get their phone number. Now, if they download a show or a show, a song, if they download a song, I will get their email address from that. So I can t- potentially get two forms of contact from them from just, you know, one simple act. Okay. I was wondering how that worked as far as getting their email address then. So only if they download, you get their email address. Just because that's the way I've set it up. I could probably do it differently, but, but basically they're on my text list now. So anytime I, I um, play a show, I can text them you know, as opposed to emailing them, but I can always, I, now that they're on my text list, I can, I can communicate with them, you know, and do marketing to them on the text list too, and, and get them to come to my website or, or, um, you know, get them to send me their email address or, you know, I can, I can further that relationship now. And how has the response been when you text them? Like, so say if you've got a show coming up and you've got this text list and you text them and say, Hey, come out to my show on Friday night at this place do you ever get any people going like, why are you texting me? Or, you know, they don't remember that they gave you their number or, 
you know, or like, this isn't appropriate for, you know, because I always feel a little uncomfortable. And I know this is new mobile marketing is new, and it's getting more popular. But I feel uncomfortable, like that texts are extremely personal. Yep. And I would be like, I felt like I'd be invading their space. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, because I do take the time to kind of go around and meet people after the show, you know, and, and I, I think that helps a little bit, but also I think when, you know, in this day and age, whenever someone gets something for free or they, or they send something to somewhere or they sign up for an email, you know, put their email in to get something for free. I think they're expecting to be added to a list. I think that's just an expectation. Um, and they can opt out at any time. Like every time that you send a text from this mobile, from the mobile app, it, they, they can opt out anytime they want. So, and it says that right. And, and the end of every text. So that's kind of nice to, to not feel so spammy, but really they, they opted into this, to this list as soon as they texted, you know? So I haven't had any, any bad responses or replies. I mean, they, they I'm going to lose some people eventually when I start, you know, reminding them a lot about shows and stuff, but that's kind of how it works. You know how it works. Absolutely. It's, it's, it is very important that they have that link to be able to opt out easily, yeah. just like with emails. And I, I'm sure back in the day when we started sending emails, we felt the same way about it. Like, you know, it was like your personal space, you know? So now it's, it's, it's just becoming that way with mobile. And I think, you know, we just change our mindset a little bit. And so I'm glad that you, you told me that there's that link there that makes me feel a lot better about it. Cause I am going to start doing this with my business. I've been wanting to start doing this. I just haven't had time to set it up, but I think for musicians, it is so awesome to be able to do during a show because you, like you said, you can instruct them. Like I always tell people, you know, don't assume that people know anything. Like, don't just say that, like actually say, okay, take out your phone. You know, it's like, it's like a teacher in front of a class. Yep. You got to tell them what to do. Absolutely. And I would, I would recommend like when you choose your keyword, um, try to choose something that's easy to say and understand because, um, you know, mine is like free music. I, I, I and I think I might change it because it's probably more complicated. I, I, I like, squished free music together as a compound word. And I wish I wouldn't have done that. So I think I might purchase another, cause I have to explain that every time free music, but squish it together like a compound word, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think Minneapolis is still available. So I'm going to probably choose that instead. And so when you're, when you're choosing your keyword, make sure you choose something that's easily heard and like people can spell easily because that can get you into it. It's just more problem than it's worth. You know, don't like, yeah, like you wouldn't want to choose your name because your name could be spelled K E R R Y. You know, so many different ways, right? C A R I E. You know, no way would I ever choose my name because people can never spell my name right. So, um, so yeah. And I feel the same way about my name. I'd be like, you know, not like the cheese. You know, so I don't think I would do that. No, no, no. <laughs> so just, I mean, that that is one of the things. And then another thing too is it's it's not only helpful during shows, but like when you're out at the grocery store, if I'm out at a coffee shop, just getting coffee and you know, you run into people and you make co- small talk or, you know, meet people at parties. This has come in handy then too. Cause I'll be like, Oh, I'm a musician. Or, oh, you're a musician. You're a songwriter. Yeah. Hey, I'd love to give you some free music. Just grab a, grab your phone and text this to this. So I, and, and I've done that like several times and it works out really well just for, even for a conversation. Um, I've also put it at the bottom of my business cards. So like, so if I hand out a business card, it just says text this, you know, keyword to this number for free downloads. So it actually is a really sweet way to, um, to just form all kinds of relationships. I'm really excited about it, which that's, is why, I, really which smart. is why I emailed you. <laughs> Cause I- yes, no, I, I could tell you were excited and I was excited because I've been wanting to delve into this and discuss this. And, 
And I just hadn't had time to do the research. So I'm glad you did it for me. I was just after I started using this, I was like, I'm getting like 60 to 70 percent of my of my audience on my mailing list every show right now. Like I'm like, that is crazy to me. Well, to me, that's that's awesome. And I was like, the world needs to know about this goodness. So I thought I would tell you because I figured your your listeners would really could really benefit from it. So I'm so glad that you were able to have me on the show and just so I can tell her. Absolutely. And it's not just you. I know many musicians that are, are uncomfortable with the asking yep. for email addresses kind of thing. And and it's logistically difficult because you have to get them back to the table or you have to get one of your team members to walk around. Yep. And, you know, this is just a really cool way to do it easily and kind of make it fun and part of the show, as you said, and break things up a little bit during the show. With the keyword, are you competing against other people or is it like you you get this particular phone number and then you can choose as many keywords as you want? So each um, each mobile company, there there are several different ones. You just have to Google, you know, keyword, whatever, like purchase a keyword. Each mobile company, they have their own number to dial into. So so <clears throat> it would be what um, da, 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 da. it's like a five digit number that um, each company has their own number. So when you subscribe to their service, you get to choose your keyword, but it's always the same number. So you could have 10 different keywords, which is also another cool thing is you could have 10 different keywords. And when you're in different cities playing, you might play in Minneapolis. Well, text the word uh, Minneapolis here, or you might be playing in Chicago and you can change it to Chicago so that you know where those people are from. So when you go back to that city, then you can, um, you know, only text the people that are in Chicago when you're going to play in Chicago, you know what I mean? So you can segment it that way, but yes, it's like a domain name where you, where you search to see if it's available, you know, it's kind of like, and so you're not competing against another person. You get your own individual keyword. So I'm actually amazed that you got free music. Yeah, which means not that many musicians are doing it because you're not competing. You know, at least with this particular company you're using, you're not competing with anybody for that. No, and I was surprised that Minneapolis was available. I'm like, oh, so wow, I'm probably going to snatch that one up really fast. And how much do you pay? Like, do you pay a monthly fee and then extra for each keyword, or you just pay by keyword? So it's uh, the service that I'm using is nine ninety nine a month, which is so dirt cheap. You know, nine ninety nine a month just just to have the service and to have the keyword, but you have to fill up, um, you have to fill your account up with credits so that when people do send the text, um, you have to have credits in order for, um, to, to send that response text, you know, that auto reply. Mm -hmm. So, but it's like ridiculously cheap. So it's like two and a half cents per text. So if I go to a show and I get 20 people to sign up on my mailing list, that's only going to cost me two and a half cents per person. So, Every time you send an outgoing text, it charges you two and a half cents. But when they send an incoming text, it doesn't cost anything is how the company that I'm using is set up. So, Okay. So it, it's, you set up like an auto responder yep. that you then pay for. So when they send their thing and it doesn't cost you, but as soon as you respond to them, which is automatic, yep. it charges you. Yep. And anytime I promo, promo something, uh, right. whatever, then that's when it would, and I, you can choose who you send it to. Um, you know, you can always segment the list too when you're sending out a blast. And then is that, do you pay extra for each keyword that you add yeah. or is it just always number of people? The way that this one is set, <clears throat> that you pay the nine ninety nine a month, one keyword comes for free. So you can purchase a separate keyword and I think they're like $10 each or something like that. They're really like for the year or something. I don't know how like long you get to keep it. I'm not sure hmm. how long, it probably is a year, I would assume. Hmm. And so what is the service that you use? It's mobomix.com. 
is the one that oh, I'm using. Okay. Do you know of any other names of any other ones that are a good option? I've used one called Call Loop before. Yeah, I was going to say that's the one that business people use that I know about is Call Loop. Yeah, but I think they're a little bit more expensive than Mobo Mix, and that and they're probably more well known, which is why when I have been with Mobo Mix, I've gotten more of my choice of keywords. You know what I mean? I would assume that like with call loop, a lot of them are taken already. So, right. Um, so maybe using a smaller company is better for you. You know, I don't see why not. I mean, it's the same technology. Why not yep. get it for cheaper? <laughs> you know? It's so, I mean, I'm, I'm just amazed about how cheap this is. And, um, I'm just, oh, I'm so excited about this whole thing. That's awesome. So let's see. Um, are there any other questions I wanted to ask you about this? Because I just think it's it's amazing. I think I have asked every question that I had on here. Do you have anything else you want to let people know about it? Um, no, that was that was pretty much it. Um, I think I yeah, I, I, I talked a lot about it because I'm just so stinking excited about it. I just really I really hope that, you know, if anyone is struggling the way that I have with, you know, the whole I don't know, maybe it's false humility thing on the stage that they're able to kind of break through that. And I'm, and I'm thankful to hear that other people do struggle with that. Cause I always feel like I'm like, ah, I'm a musician. I should be this narcissist. And I should be like this person that thinks I'm so awesome. But you know, I do know some musicians like that, but for the most part, I think we're, a lot of us are kind of introverted in some senses and, you know, we don't like to really promote ourselves and, you know, I hope this can help. Yeah, that's so true. I was just talking, um, doing a class in the female musician Academy yesterday and I was talking about how I always felt uncomfortable putting my name on a t-shirt because <laughs> like, how weird is that? Like, why would someone walk around with my name on their t-shirt? You know? So then I, d- I decided to make t-shirts based upon like either a theme of, of my program or, you know, the name of my album or something. And then just put my name in small letters because it just was weird to me. Like who wants to wear a Brie Noble t-shirt? I don't think people understand that. Like I've, I've told people, cause I've, I've been kind of forced to go solo for a little while. I'm, I'm working on building a duo, a guy girl duo right now, but I don't want to be a solo artist. So like, um, and I just hate the idea of being solo and everyone's like, Oh, you should, you know, you should be the Carrie Keevy band when you form a band. And like, there is nothing in my body that would ever want my name in a band. Like, I just don't want that, you know? So I think that that probably ties in the whole, why I was so creeped out to like, you know, promote myself on stage. It's whatever. I don't even know what, what the issue psychologically is. I, I need some therapy apparently, but <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you know, no, that makes, that makes sense. I mean, I never had a problem being myself as an artist it just seemed weird to put my name on things yes yeah like I don't want any like coffee cups with my name on it or <laughs> you know like private labeled coffee Brie Noble coffee or you know whatever it just seemed very odd to me but I think it's great when people can do it and I do think it's easier when you're a band yeah it would be I don't know why I'm so resistant to it. I don't have a problem with anyone else doing it like I think it's great you know, all my friends are like x x band but like I'm like oh I just don't know <laughs> <laughs> Well, for anybody listening, if you feel this way, you are not alone. Yay. And yeah, you are not alone. And if you, you know, if you need to, to form a a duo or a band or whatever, to make yourself feel comfortable promoting yourself, then do it because you need to promote yourself. Like otherwise people aren't going to hear your music. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely a stumbling block for me. So I am, I'm thankful to, to texting. This is awesome. Well, this has been so great. I'm so glad that you were willing to come on and provide all these really actionable tips and get very specific because that's what I'm about. I mean, there's no point in giving general information and then people are like, well, how in the world do I make this happen? You know, so I think they really got 
what they needed to actually go out and do this tomorrow or today. So um, is, can you let people know how they can get in touch with you if they have any more questions or if they want to hear your music and uh, download your free and, oh, and tell them how to uh, text you so they can get your free. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's see. So if you wanted to test the whole texting thing out and just kind of see how it works and you can kind of see the, 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 uh, the dummy web page that I've set up for that. Um, so you can text the keyword free music, squish it together like a compound word to eight, eight, two Oh two. Um, and that'll send you the link and then you click on the link and then you'll see that page. Um, and if you have any questions, you know, feel free, um, to go to carrykeevy.com. So C A R E Y k-e-a-v is in victor y.com and um, you can message me from there uh, or find me on facebook so i would love to help anyone who needs help setting that up i'm super excited about that idea and so yeah message me awesome go do it you guys <laughs> and thank you so much carrie for coming on and, and telling us all this great information thank you brie keep doing your awesome encouraging work you're changing lives oh, i will now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson. <laughs>